previously on Wild Endeavors. In an attempt to gain favor and therefore help escaping Sauromor, the companions headed to an abandoned chapel half a day outside of Havenwood. Having been tasked with clearing the chapel, they set about working their way through the building and the catacombs below. A pack of gnolls that made the catacombs their home were none too pleased by this. The companions interrupted a gnoll ritual to attack the pack leader, only to find out they may have bit off more than they can chew. This is the Shadows Campaign, featuring Devin Salisbury as the human gunslinger Quintus Arias. I didn't shoot you, so sorry. Do you, I mean, I can, if you'd like. Evan Chamberlain as the elven wizard Leandros Lupicar. You're welcome. I'm the good person. Amy Jostino as the tiefling thief Calico Bane. Uh, they can be poison knives. Who do I need to poison? <laughs> Adam Rogers as the human fighter Hans Gregor. I think I, I'm just going to pick the one on the left and like come straight down over my head with my sword. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, your master of both dungeons and dragon. And now, the season two finale, chapter 22, Carrion Call. Light wind breathes through the starless night, rattling skeletal trees against the abandoned chapel. The wind catches a door at the back of the building, slamming it shut, revealing the spatter of gore from the dead knolls that lay scattered around the entrance. Inside and down into the catacombs that have forgotten their once holy purpose, a path of death wends through the horrific tableaus of bestial hunger. In a room filled with stone coffins, a battle rages. Unnaturally red torchlight dances around the room, reflecting in strange teal liquid that fills some of the coffins. Leandros holds his magic, keeping three gnolls pinned to the ceiling, while another of the vile creatures bites down, engulfing the wizard's hand. Calico struggles to keep one of the hyena-headed creatures at bay with a dagger she's planted in its chest. Hans grapples with one knoll as another descends on him. And Quintus surveys the scene, keeping an eye on the hulking pack leader as it advances. The holes where two of Quintus's bullets have already ripped into its face are slowly closing as the thing feeds on its kin's blood. What would you like to do? So I want to just like throw the one that's on me off of me into the other one, if that's possible. Yeah? Yeah, I want to do that. Roll plus strength. Ten. That's a full success. What does this look like? Like a pick up and throw. I feel like he's kind of like has his arms over my shoulders right now digging in. So I'm like kind of going up under his like armpit area, I guess, Mm -hmm. under his shoulders and kind of pushing up and out and kind of tossing him into that one to try and knock, kind of knock it down. So you throw the one knoll at the other one and it knocks them both over. They both kind of topple onto the ground. But it does also drive the javelin deeper into the one that you had thrown the javelin into. 
he was on his last legs anyways so i think that that one as it lands and that javelin just like drives even further in it just stops moving and the other the one that had just attacked you is now kind of like prone I feel like having pawns in the fight against the big guy would be helpful. Yeah, I mean, my goal was to... I thought I was going to get off that one and run after it. There is also one other free one between you and the big guy. And there's the three that are pinned, and there's one other one that just hopped out, like, got off of its pillar. So that's in between your group and the big one. All right, so he just pawns us through the one that's kind of, like, on the ground on top of his dead body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use a grip point, and I'm going to do rapid fire. And I want to shoot the the knoll coming at Hans that got off the pillar, mm-hmm. and the one on Calico. Okay, go ahead and roll your volley. Six. Well, mark experience. So that was a failure. So you scan the room with your gun half raised, settle on the two knolls, the one coming at Hans, the one that Calico is struggling with. You raise the rifle up to sight the first one. You pull the trigger, and there's the telltale, heart-wrenching sound of a jam. The gun's probably not seriously damaged, but it will require you to take care of it before you can shoot again. Okay. Can I use... I only have one other grip point left. Can I use it to do the quick clear? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it still is going to take you some time. Like, it doesn't... Like, right, you can't do it, like, right away, but that will make it much faster for you to get back in the fight if you want to do that. I'll do that. Okay, so you're grit clearing. Well, what is the one that's on me? It's feared, isn't it? Yes, and it seems like it is going to try to chew through you to get rid of its fear. Fucking A. My one hand is still holding the earth grass, but the other... Yeah, the other one's getting chewed on by a knoll. Okay, I'm going to drop my earth grasp. Okay. I hate to do it, but I do have this new bone dagger. Mm-hmm. I want to try to use that. So having to drop that, drop the earth, and then reach for the dagger, which is kind of, I guess, on my belt, and just try mm-hmm. to stab at its face. Go ahead and roll yeah. uh, hack and slash. 11. Well, that's a good hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. It's still my d4, right? Yeah. Two. So I'm going to say, because you're stabbing it in the head, it's actually an eight. Oh, is it dead? No, but it's got a big dagger hole in its head, Ah! which usually makes people pretty sad. (laughs) (laughs) This thing's going to fucking rip my my arm off. I can feel it. (laughs) And I'm not going to be happy about that because... No history of that. (laughs) But I get the chance to attack one that is near me. You sure can. So at the moment, you still are like, you've got that knife in its chest and like you were holding it away so that's kind of where we come back to you like what do you want to do from there so i'm going to take my other knife and try to hit it in the head okay 10 okay roll your damage six plus a little bonus for stabbing it in the head so this thing has you by the shoulders and is like snarling and snapping at you trying to pull you closer while you're holding it back with the one dagger. And then you kind of flip the other one out of your belt, bring it up, and just slam it home into the side of its head. It is going to rear backwards a little bit from that. So, got the big guy is advancing through the room. When Leandris dropped the earthen pillars, it freed those gnolls who are now scrambling to their feet and are advancing at you. They will uh, attack you if you do not stop them. Um, so that is, there's four more gnolls on their way. 
I want to try to stab the one that's on me again. Like the shoot a null. Okay. Let's do the stabbing and then the shooting. Ten. That is a complete success. Go ahead and roll your damage. Three. So that is going to come pretty close to killing it. Fuck! They're not dead! Things are Ugh. tough, but it is also gnawing on your arm as you do this, so take five uh, more damage. Oh, is, he, is he dead yet? Like, he can't... He, you're a wizard. He's probably not, not doing so well. <laughs> I'm at nine hit points. Okay, uh, so, Quinn, you were going to take a shot. I guess the one on Hans. Is there one on Hans? The one, on no the one's ground. not on Hans. It's it's like it's on the ground near him. Oh, is there one on Calico? Yes. I'll try that one. Good choice. Ten. That is good. Roll your damage. Forty. Where are you shooting at? The Quintus special, uh, right in the head. Okay. You hit it right in the eye. And you see the the spray from the back of its head as it spreads some more blood in the room and falls down. Hans is going to step up and stab down in the one that's kind of prone, right? Okay. Roll a hack and slash. Well, I think that because it's still trying to get to its feet and that was uh, a damn good hit, I think you just drive your sword like right down and you feel it kind of, it just slides past the thing's spine. It doesn't quite sever its spine, uh, but might as well sever it. And the thing is just, that one's not going to get up. Which one was that one? Uh, That was the one that was right in front of him. Okay. Can we say that moments before it died, I frightened it because I've got a 12 plus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really really afraid as it bled out. (laughs) It started to kind of, like, crawl away from you and then just... Good for him. (laughs) <laughs> well, Hans, I mean, at this point, is going to set his sights on. I don't know. I can't remember if there's still one between us and the big guy, but there are that way. four between you guys oh. and the big guy. Okay. What are you guys doing? If I can stop quickly and take a healing potion, can I do that? Yeah, the healing potions are ten hit points or one debility. I mean, I'll just take ten hit points. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm going to attack whatever one's closest to me. My okay. How? Bloody knives. Bloody knives. Bloody knives. Bloody knives. So are you going to, like, run up to stab them? I mean, they're still a little ways away. Um, or do you want to throw again? Or I'll throw. You your, your magic handkerchief. Oh, I forgot about that. Nine. Okay. So that's a partial success based on the volley rules. Means you either... Um, but doing so either puts you in a place of danger, or you have to take what you can get, which means you do less damage, or the handkerchief is going to get stuck in the knoll, which means you won't get it automatically get it back like you normally do. I will do less damage. Do you want to tell us what that looks like? I'm assuming I'm throwing it, I'm aiming for the neck, but it hits like the arm area. And just reminded to the rest of the group, like basically when she throws it, she says a word and it turns into steel uh, and like into a cutting thing. And then she says another word and it turns back into a handkerchief and flies back to her. So she does that. I think last time you did it like a saw blade. Is that kind of what you're doing again? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, yeah. And again, it like dodges out of the way, but not all the way. And it cuts it like across its arm. So roll your damage minus one D six. Oh. 
Is that negative? Mm-hmm. I wrote a six. It was terrible. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'll say it still does a damage because you're still still cut it. Um, and so Leandros is stabbing his yes. friend again. Eight. That's bad, right? It's half bad. So the good news is, go ahead and roll your damage. Three. Well, so actually, with hack and slash, on an eight, you do your damage to it, and it makes an attack against you. Fuck! So... Is it dead? It is dead. I get hit points back, right? You do, yes. Well, you're going to take eight damage. I have one hit point left. And then roll a d8 to see how many hit points you get back. Three. Okay. So this thing, still kind of like a dog with a toy, like, you know, yanking around on your arm, tearing you up some more. Just as you are, like, feeling yourself start, like, lightheaded, starting to slip away, like, you s- stab into it one more time. And you can see the this dagger, like, start to absorb some of the blood as the thing's jaw loosens off of your arm, and it, it falls away from you, like, falls off the dagger. And as that blood gets absorbed into the blade, you can feel just a little bit of life come back to you, just enough to kind of like keep you on your feet. You lose that woozy feeling. Your arm is still like, it's a fucking mess, basically. Like, you're not going to be doing a lot of two handed stuff during this fight. Yeah. So. But one more dead. How many are um, left? There are five more left. Um, and they are about to fall on Hans. I'd like to, I'd like to take a shot. I would like to use my grip point to attempt another rapid fire shot. Okay. Roll your volley. Twelve. That's damn good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Roll your damage. Eight damage. Why don't you go and roll for the second one as well? Alright. Six. A pair of thunderous booms roll across the room. As your bullets rip into two of the gnolls coming at you. The good news is they are, all four of them are hurt, two of them pretty badly now. So two of them are going to slam into Hans, and the other two are going to continue on. So these two are coming right at you, Hans. You are going to make contact with them one way or another. So uh, what do you want to do? Use my sword to, like, kind of try to stab one, you know, through its abdomen and use my other hand to try to push the other one off, kind of at the same time, badass style. Okay. Roll Defy Danger Strength. Let's see, let's see where we are with that. Nine. That's a partial, so you can land an attack on one of them, but both of them will get to attack you. Or you can... Pu- successfully push that one away and kind of tie the other one up with your sword kind of like keep basically keep both of them at bay but not be able to attack at the moment mm, I'll keep both at bay so just the just the two of them hit it like basically hitting you at the same time was just a little bit too much for you um, you were able to kind of pull them back which is more than a lot of people would be able to do but doing so like kind of kept your your, your sword arm tied up for for just a moment. I want to attempt to Earth Grasp again, or whatever I did before. Roll like you were going to cast. 14. So I think, given your weakened state, though, you can only you can only summon up one column here. So which uh, would you like to do it against? 
the closest one towards me. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I, I don't want to die. Just seeing him running up, I'm just like grabbing a handful of dirt again and just having that arcane flash with his eyes and then the symbol on his forehead and just mm-hmm. start whispering that spell one more time and just see. It's not as good, but at least crushes one, I imagine. The tiles on the floor split as this column of earth comes like punching up from below, catching one of the knolls and slamming it against the ceiling. So there's still one coming at the group, which is uh, Leandros and Calico. And Quinn, you're still a little bit behind them, so. I can take on the one that's charging toward us. How do you want to take it on? I guess with it charging, I'm like bracing and waiting for it to attack. But like, I'm ahead of Leandros so that I can attack it first. Okay. Basically kind of waiting for it to hit you so you can stab it? Yeah, so like I'm, I have both my knives ready. So almost kind of like, almost kind of like using them like they're spears. Yeah. Okay. Give me a defy danger strength first. That is an 11. Okay. Having two daggers stabbed into his chest is enough to, to push it back and keep it from, in that initial um, hit, from, from doing any damage to you. Now, t- I mean, tell me what tell me what else you're doing, and you could, I'll, you'll take a, add a little, little bit more damage, because you already stabbed him. Um, I would think that I would bring up one of the knives and, like, stab it again, probably somewhere more vital, like, in the head and or heart. Roll hack and slash. You got a ten. That's a good hit. Uh, roll your damage. Ha <laughs> Seven. So, in combination with the stabbing it in the chest, like, kind of holding it at bay, then you're, like, pulling one out and, like, stabbing into its face. That will kill that one. Okay. Two gnolls are still kind of, like, engaged with Hans. Um, the big one is is lumbering forward. Now it's about to also get in on that little dance with Hans. There is one pinned against the, the ceiling in between Hans and the rest of the group. But the rest of the group is is free at the moment. So what are you guys doing? Uh, is the one I pinned dead? No. Uh, it is it is hurt real bad, though. I'd like to shoot the two at Hans, but the smaller one. Pick uh, left or right. Right. Okay. I missed Mark your experience. He's gonna shoot me again, isn't he? <laughs> kind of. I'm a bitch. <laughs> As Quinn is like settling his stance again for that, lining up that other shot, his foot slips just a little bit on some of the blood on the ground, and the shot dips. And it whizzes just past Hans's leg just kind of grazing near the knee, not doing any real damage, but it's just enough and like the shock of it, like his knee buckles and the two knolls that are on him drive him to the ground. So he's now on his knees with the knolls over top of him. And he's in a pretty bad place. Ian, I, uh, that's all on me. That's my um, <laughs> I don't think anyone was going to blame anybody else. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just 
Can I like try to get rage and like try to stand back up and push these guys? At, like at this moment, it's it's all you can do just to kind of hold them from from pushing you down completely. In a little bit, I would I would let you try to do that, or if something changes here, well, I would picture me like them pushing down hard on me. If the, if the ground's like dirt, right? So like, um, it's stone that is basically covered in blood. So that's the other thing is like it's 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 just slippery enough, and these things are huge brutes. Like again, anybody else would just be like overwhelmed at this yeah. point. No, I'm um, just saying like I just picture like being like I'm like slowly sliding backwards like a little bit, but like oh I yeah, know. I like that. Just okay. setting up for like the scene where I use all my strength to push them off of me, but yeah. Could I move my uh, my pillar to the big guy? Like, drop the one that I have and then move it to the big guy? Try to pin him? You could try. It'd be worth it. Eight. That's a partial, so... You can do it if you switch the pillars at this point, though. The one you have pinned against the ceiling is going to come directly at you. Is he pretty messed up? He's hurt pretty bad, but not nearly as bad as you are. Uh, Calico, can you kill this thing? <laughs> that look you I gave think me. so. Yeah, that I think look so. gave you did bolster a lot of confidence. I will try to kill it. Okay, that's all I need. I'm gonna do it. The pillar holding the the one knoll to the ceiling drops, and the thing kind of lands on all fours. Immediately begins just running on all fours right at Leandros. <laughs> at the same time, the, another pillar comes like punching up through the earth and catches the big one on the side, like kind of just a little bit off center. And it starts to kind of like twist out of the way, but the pillar slams its arm up against the ceiling. And so it's holding it up there by its arm. It immediately turns and starts just gnawing at its shoulder, like ripping chunks of flesh and tendons away. And in just a couple bites, like it's already dropped a little bit and it's about to like gnaw its arm off and free itself. But for the moment, it is uh, incapacitated. Quinn or Calico are the only, you have a chance to do something before this other knoll slams into Leandros. I will throw a dagger oh, man, at... Oh, my bestest friend, Leandros. <laughs> the person what? I just can't wait to save right now. I'm helping. Are you saying I didn't save him? What are you guys doing? Quinn, uh, I'm throwing a dagger at the one that's attacking Leandros, question mark. Okay. Roll volley. That is a 12. Well, that's a oh. good hit. Exhale now. <laughs> well, you know what you Roll your damage. Oh, except he is because I was an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you hitting him with the the dagger? Um, I'm I, I'm guessing I'm aiming for like the spine neck region, so like a okay. pit. Because then, because like it's it's still on all fours, like running at him, the dagger like lands like right into his shoulder, like between like the collarbone and shoulder blade. And it's a good hit, and like it starts kind of like it like loses a step on that side, and kind of like the one the arm goes limp a little bit, takes a couple more like awkward like three legged steps, and then gets back up onto two legs and keeps plowing ahead. Fuck! What do you want to do, Leandros, with this thing about to hit you? Okay, since I really can't do anything with my other hand, can I? I'll say this: not well. Okay, um, I'm gonna try to cast magic missile out of that that arm. Before you can attack, we have to resolve the danger. So it sounds like you're trying to just hang on just enough to get the magic missile off, right? Mm-hmm. So let's roll. Let's do that. That sounds like enduring. So let's roll plus con. 
12. That is good. Basically gathering yourself enough in the face of this thing to get the magic missile off. So roll to cast magic missile. 10. Okay. Roll your damage. Two. Please. <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want to die. As your magic missiles explode on this thing, they are just not enough to stop this thing. And it slams into you uh, with both of its claws. So you take five damage. So I'm a negative two. Okay. 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 Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Amy. The realization. Is that damn thing at least dead? No. What? The fuck? Are you serious? You guys did not do a whole lot of damage to it oh. while it was charging you. You just you couldn't do enough to put it down. So. This thing charges Leandros. It takes a dagger, you know, in its shoulder, um, and kind of like limps its way back up to just two legs and keeps going. Leandros does this last stand sort of thing, magic missiles like right in its face, and it kind of just shakes him off and then just slams both hands into his chest and like the his claws just digging in. And there's that look of surprise kind of like Evan just made in Leandros's eyes. And then they kind of just go dull and he topples backwards and the knoll goes in on top of him. I don't think he's going to start trying to eat him immediately because there is like other shit going on. But I think we should be aware that is a possibility because they do like to eat things. Dungeon World's version of death saving throws is the last breath move. And it is uh, a roll plus nothing. On a 10 plus, you've cheated death. Uh, you're in a bad spot, but still alive. On a 7 to 9, death will offer you a bargain. Take it and stabilize or refuse and pass beyond the black gates. Uh, and a fail is a fail. The permanent fail. Oh, man, you can have another deal. Make him roll in slack. Probably. Okay, yeah, go ahead and do it in the Shadows channel. It's when it gets serious. <laughs> That's not 13, right? That's a 1 and a 3? That's a 1 and a 3. Oh, no, um, is he dead now? <laughs> no. Uh, like, That's it? Leandros, you find yourself in a field. Dead grasses crinkle underfoot. A dark, starless sky stretches overhead, feeling even more than normal, like an infinite abyss. This place is not familiar, but it reminds you of Saramor. A voice echoes in your memories, Cornelius saying, There's no leaving Saramor, even in death. This little reverie is broken by a chuckle behind you. (laughs) When you turn, you find that the darkness surrounding you is no longer sky and dead grass. All has been replaced by a large, domed room made entirely of black marble, the shining surfaces mirroring the impression of an infinite abyss you got from the sky just moments ago. Sitting on a throne of black marble, resplendent in lush purple velvet, a thin leg thrown over the arm of the throne is Sirik, the Mad God, the Lord of Three. 
His pale, skeletally taut skin is wrinkled into a terrible smile, and he absentmindedly rolls a glowing red ruby between his fingers. Did you think this blind god's trick would save you? Did you think you'd have another chance to disappoint me? He gestures to the ruby he created when you made a deal with him in the aqueduct of Arthmore. You are mine forever. You open your mouth to speak, but nothing comes out. And then you feel yourself begin to sink into the marble, into the blackness below you. You try to scream, but again there is no sound as the abyss embraces you. Just as your head is about to disappear into the infinite dark, you see Cyric shaking his head at you. All traces of his smile are gone. Um, we've got the two still kind of uh, holding Hans down. Um, the big one is about to finish chewing its arm off, and except it doesn't have to because the pillar has disappeared. Um, so it lands back on its feet. Its one arm is kind of like hanging uselessly at its side, um, but it starts moving towards you all again. All right, so Hans is kind of incapacitated and he's one of our fighters. Seeing Leandros go down, I feel like we need more people here. So I want to, cause I want to try, I don't know if it's gonna work. I just would like to attempt to shoot one and have maybe the bullet carry through to the other. Yes. It, you I'm would also, basically, you would have to, you would have to run forward. And I think kind of, I kind of see it as like a running forward, like sliding in the blood to get like a little extra distance um, to bring you up in line with the two that are on, on Hans. It will bring you significantly closer to the big one, which you I have would, shot in the face a lot. Um, I would rather not do that. It I would, would like really cool. Uh, I would like to still do it, but I would like to activate my gauntlet. Oh, re- remind us what your gauntlet does. Uh, this is the first time I've used it. Mm-hmm. Dude, you have all these items you never use. <laughs> yeah, I use them in situations that deem worthy. I don't know how to pronounce the, the name of this gauntlet, but it's the gauntlet of G- Galid. And uh, I um, can use it once per day, and I call upon the ancient order of gunslingers to help me and the shot hits whatever I aim at within range. I have to roll a whiz. On a 10+, plus, all is good, but on 7 to 9, some other things get penalized. A rat row. What shot are you trying to make with this? I'm just trying to get it so I could like do a headshot on one of the guys and hopefully maybe carry through to the other, but at least taking one of them off of Hans would be enough for me. Okay. Roll your whiz. Ten. The shot is good. Uh, we'll like right before I fired one. the shot, too, I kind of like held my hand up and uh, kind of said like, "Forefathers, give me strength," and like kind of clenched my fist and lined up a shot. Nice. Yes. Yeah. The shot is just clean and true, and right dead center between the eyes, splattering more blood on the, around this room. The body toppling backwards off of Hans. So Hans, you now have a chance if you want to try to break free of the the other one. Yes, I mean, I want to push him off me and then be able to kind of get a stab at him. Yeah, roll plus strength. 11? Oh yeah, that's good. 
you, you were describing like kind of like sliding just a little bit in the blood and over the stone, barely holding these guys off. Again, like even that was a feat of strength in itself. And the one head just explodes and it drops away. And then all that force that you are already using just pop up and knock this thing backward. And your sword is already in your hand. So what do you want to do? I want to stab like directly into his abdomen. Roll your hack and slash. Ten. That's a good hit. Roll your damage. Seven damage. So you bury your sword into its stomach. And it is it is almost dead, but there's still just enough in it that it's you know kind of a threat still. And the big one is about to lumber into you. I'm not allowed to like just punch this one, like punch its lights out, am I? Before like the big one hits me. Sure. Yeah. See if I could just hit it as hard as I can with my fist. Yeah. Fourteen. <laughs> Yes, you, you hit that thing. <laughs> Roll your damage. Do you know what it would be? It's Probably your, just, just it's your damage die. You are as deadly with your hands as you are with weapons. That's pretty awesome. All right, just <laughs> it's just a three though. It's enough. This thing is doubling over, like with the sword it's got. So like its its head is already moving towards you as you come around with this haymaker and just smash right into the side of the head. You can feel your fist like squish into it a little bit as like its face bones just give away. It's enough. The thing's head snaps back. You hear some things breaking, whether it's the the skull or the neck or it was something vital. And then it falls backwards off of your sword. You are now standing there. I guess you could you could be ready for the yeah. big one. He's like tired of the shit at this point. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's been trying to get to the big one. Like when he took off running the first time, like, uh-huh. that was his where he was going. So there is still one left standing over Leandros, like basically right next to Quinn and Calico, and uh, the big one's about to engage with Hans. I'll look at Calico and be like, "Let's take this one out." Okay. Well, I will throw a dagger at its head. Okay. That's a 12. That's a good hit. Roll your damage. Five. Well, in, this, in this game, it's pretty good. That's true. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay. So yeah, I think you put another dagger in, like, around its collarbone. And, a, a, like, a glut of blood comes out of it, and the thing kind of, it, it coughs, and a little bit more blood. And then it just kind of drops to its knees, um, basically, like, right on Leandros. And then it topples forward. I'd like to shoot the big guy. Okay. Um, I want to do, I have one grip point. I would like to, I think I'll do a vital shot. Okay. Ten. Ten. That's a good. So roll damage twice and take better. Ten, much better. Eleven. So yeah, put another round like into its, into its chest. It flinches back from the pain, but still keeps going. Right at Hans. So Hans, you are ready for it. How do you want this clash or collision to to happen? How I mean, much bigger? It it's about two feet taller than you. Probably about three feet wider. Even with that one arm, like just barely hanging on by some tendons. Can I like try and <laughs> slash that arm off completely? Absolutely. Thirteen. Also, I want to uh, frighten it. It's with superior warrior. I can. I deal my damage, and I avoid their attack, and I can choose to dismay, impress, or frighten it. I want to frighten it. Mm-hmm. Okay, roll your damage. Thirteen. Tell me about the way you're, you're you're slashing at him, or like how you're how you're attacking him. 
Um, I mean, I kind of see the arm just kind of hanging on there, and I, I want to get it off before he has a chance to rebuild it back up again like he did with the strength blood of other things. So I guess since it's taller than me, it'd be more of like a swipe upward. Yeah, so I think you get a good a good cut in and like slicing up through his torso even a little bit too, and then catching the the last couple of tendons and the, the arm goes kind of like flying off. And because you cut him so like so deeply across the chest, it like throws his head back and like bellows in pain and anger. It's that moment basically as it's as it's roaring at you that like you avoid its attack. Cool, and it scared me. Yep, I will say to remember that like when these things are afraid they tend to fight more though it's it's okay <laughs> oh, i'm loading up fire another shot at its head okay are you loading up or are you shooting i'm shooting okay kneeling down a little bit to like make sure that i study the shot nine that is a partial success so which of the drawbacks do you want i'll do less damage okay roll your damage and then minus one d6 <laughs> i rolled a one uh, so, <laughs> ten damage. You catch the thing in what what's left of its jaw, the pieces that are still kind of trying to mend back together. And because its head is back and roaring, the, the bullet goes straight up into its brain, into its skull, and the roaring stops, and the thing drops to its knees. Its head kind of starts to loll forward, and that eye that was kind of like rolling around the center of its head focuses in like right in on you Quinn oh, and then fuck. it just crumples to the ground and that eye kind of like oh. falls out and rolls into the blood I don't know can I shoot the eyeball that rolled off sure <laughs> can... it looked at me I don't know how I feel about it man <laughs> you can do any number of things to that eyeball if you want it's just of your ass it's just All a defenseless right. eyeball uh, since that remark happened I'm actually very scared of zombies can I go ahead and just double tap uh, Landros <laughs> <laughs> can't take you it know, back can't take I, it back I was <laughs> saying, I've, I've said a couple of times I'm going to hold you guys to these things um, that's a good one I didn't hold. do anything <laughs> I mean if you have to uphold the rules I'm not going to fight you on this but you know <laughs> well think on it for just a minute as the echoing thunder Quintus's gun fades it leaves the room in an uneasy quiet it's the first time for what feels like a long time that you haven't heard the growling and slathering of these knolls it feels like a long time but you know that this violence was quick and savage the prime example of which is leandros's motionless body and as you survey the room and eventually make your way over to him it is pretty clear that he will not be moving again anytime soon. What are you all doing? Mm. Yeah, you know, I didn't really like him that much, but uh, going out the way he did, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I feel like I kind of like turn around and start brushing myself off and I kind of see what's happened. Uh, maybe I'm not 100% clear that he's dead yet, but I kind of want to like walk up to see for myself. I feel like I kind of circle his body a little bit, kind of like pacing and um, maybe just kind of kneel down and look at him and just shake my head. How big is he? Is he bigger than me? Like, I could carry Thin around. Can I carry this guy around? Yeah. I picture me, like, if everyone's kind of... If anyone else wants to say anything, they can say it first, but I was just going to pick him up and sling him over my shoulder like I did with Thin. No, I'm just going to, like, look ahead and be like, 
Shrug. I hope we didn't need him. <laughs> okay. So you investigate the, the rest of the room. There's the, the three other doors. Each one leads into like a private crypt. There's a coffin that like in just like a single stone coffin, each one. Each of them has been broken and like the old bones and, and rags have been like scattered. In one of the rooms, you the coffin has been like slid against the wall and there is a chair, desk and a lantern. In one of the rooms, the, the stones of the wall um, litter the ground um, as if they were pushed out from the other side. In fact, there is like a, a rough tunnel uh, revealed from that wall, and there's large claw marks in the in the dirt and the stone. Um, this is very likely where the knolls came in to the chapel in the, in the first place. In the third one, um, Hans, you see an archway uh, on the back wall of the room. Quintus and Calico do not see the archway. The interior of the archway has been very roughly covered with stones, like the ones that make up the rest of the wall, but like there's gaps like in the in the grout, like it was done very hastily. And Hans, you are are drawn to it. Uh, it is it is intriguing to you beyond uh, beyond reason. Uh, I mean, I want to kind of walk up to it and I don't know that I'd push on it, but maybe I try to do the thing where you kind of try to pull like some of the stones away or the they don't pull away, but you can tell like it it's not solid wall back there. Like there's the the rocks are stacked and and they're roughly grouted there, but it wouldn't it wouldn't take much to like break through, particularly yeah. for you. So I would just kind of like put my shoulder into it, try and push through. Okay. Not with I probably won't even say anything to anybody else. I'm probably just going to do it. Right. I'm not. I'm not gonna make a roll. I think you can. You can break through this thing. Once you do, I think the the, the noise of a bunch of rocks tumbling down like alerts you know uh, Quinn and Calico that something's going on. But you've already stepped into the room beyond the archway. The room is about 20 feet wide and and 40 long. There's a brazier in each corner of the room that flames to life as soon as you enter. The walls along the like the left and right side is along the the room are lined with like suits of armor and weapons hanging from the wall. They all look very very old, but they are completely untouched uh, by like any age or rust or any dirt. Um, in fact, the the whole room is kind of immaculate. The braziers are actually giving off much more light than they should. Like the room is bright and clean. In the center of the room is a stone sarcophagus. It's simple, almost oddly so, given the you know the decoration of the armor and like the rest of the room. At the far end of the room, a stone chair sits against the wall. Carved into the wall above it are three short lines. Um, it says, "I will go to my own sun." Uh, that's sun like the star. If I am burned by its fire, I will fly on scorched wings chair is very simple it's made of these stone slabs they're they're perfectly cut but not like smoothed or polished for some reason you can't help but think of it as a throne even though it's it it's far too simple to be one sitting atop the arms of the throne one on each side um, is a pair of black iron gauntlets and to you they they seem to hum with power i, th- I think i'm gonna like go up and touch one of the gauntlet things it seems to respond to your touch and to hum just a little bit louder. Not like loud, like noticeable, like echoing through the room. To you, it seems like it has that, that energy in it. And it seems to, to grow a little bit more when you touch it. I feel like uh, Hans is kind of like caught up in the moment, probably wants to put it on, but he kind of takes one of them off only and like thinks about 
wanting to put it on, but then kind of... Oh, you want to put it on. Like, really, really bad? Yeah. All right, so I feel like I'm, like, kind of hold it, and as I'm, like, turning around to look back at the two of them behind me, I put the one on to my, like, right hand and kind of, like, look at them. <laughs> like, or just the one. Uh-huh. As you do, the back of the hand of the gauntlet begins to, like, kind of glow, almost like there's a fire burning there, like, almost like it's like a furnace face out the back of the gauntlet, and it feels comfortable in your hand like you almost immediately almost like forget like that you're wearing a gauntlet instead of like you know that clanky metal feel that that you're used to from having worn other gauntlets this feels like a glove to you it just flexes and moves with your hand like like it's not there am i able to take it back off Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I was just checking to see. Like, I feel like I tugged on it real quick to just see since it felt like it was part of me. Just tugged on it and saw that it kind of moved again. So is uh, anyone saying anything to me about putting this thing on? Or basically that you you were all in this room, it looks empty. Like you two left and then Hans was just like, I'm going to break down that wall. And he did. <laughs> and there's a, a room there. And then suddenly he's got this gauntlet. I've just been kind of watching, like, I'll, I'll put my head around the corner and be like, you all right there, bud? I'm just holding up this thing. I don't know. Does it look cool? I don't know if it's like would they would I think mean, it's, it's a cool. good color. I mean, it goes well with what you're kind of going with, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, as you are trying, like looking into the room, you get to a point where you can't, you actually can't lean into the room anymore. It's like there's a there's like a wall stopping you. And as you kind of like look, looking around, like what is that? You you notice that written on the floor, like just across the threshold into the room, it says. Only the blood of kings. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then I just walked right through. <laughs> no. Okay. I know. Do I you, like that? point that out to me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd be like, um, is there something you're telling us, Hans? <laughs> I feel like if he if he like said like read what it said on the floor to me, mm-hmm. like I just turn back around and get the other one and put it on my other hand. <laughs> As you do that, and as you think about like what he just said, you remember that brand that you now have on your forearm, the King of Cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll take you a little bit to, to, to find out exactly what those do. Yeah. I will send Didn't you we, the card. Uh, we all have those it. brands? No. No. Oh. No, he was the only one who got it branded. Oh, okay. The other things that you find, you find a large tome in that desk room. That's going to be less important to you now. Right there, Evan. <laughs> you right there, Evan. No, not at all. What does it do? What does it do? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> it does. I mean, I'll take a look at it. I mean, I don't know. It will make less sense to you, but like it, it seems like there's like there's sketches of like bodies and like kind of like diagrams of like cutting them up and some like drawings of like those those coffins that are filled with that liquid. And then there's also some diagrams of like of like a little baby that gets a little bit bigger and like a little bit bigger and then like until there's like a full size person, which doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to you, but <sighs> it's a very weird book. I don't know why people have this written down. <laughs> you also find a large purple, uh, like crystal orb. It basically is like a spell focus type item. Yes. It would be worth uh, fourteen hundred gold if you want to sell Ooh. it. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. It's a purple orb. It's mine. I told you. 
you find a small uh you find a it's like a necklace on a chain like the amulet is a little chest and basically you'll you'll figure out like that if you say the command word the chest will turn into a normal sized chest that is a little bit bigger on the inside so you can store things and then like you say the word and it becomes really small again you can wear it around but basically gives you a lot more storage and inside that is 1207 gold cool you just had to do this now, didn't you? I know, and I feel really bad about this next one. <laughs> <laughs> you find a oh, ring yeah. of limited flight. Oh! <laughs> also did. It allows you to hover a maximum of 10 feet off the ground. When you are, are hovering like that, your speed is slightly reduced unless you have a way to, you know, to move yourself through the air. But Man, that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I talked about it on day one. You could put it on his dead body. Guess he shouldn't have died. <laughs> and then there's uh, there is a dagger. It looks extremely corroded and rusty looking, but it also still like has a, a magic aura about it. The word Cronia is engraved on the blade. The This dagger has a corrosive effect on any metal weapons or armor it touches, even magical ones. The dagger may also uh, has a chance to cause tetanus if it hits any open wounds. Which, by the way, if you don't know, tetanus is pretty fucking awful. Yeah. I looked that up. That's no good. I had my tetanus shot, so I don't know. Yeah, well, there's no fantasy tetanus shot so um it basically just causes your like as it progresses like your muscles just start to spasm until some of them lock and some other terrible things happen and then you hey i already um, have the problem so there's no cure like you just die from it like you're until like all your body locks up and you die the blade is also immune to acid or corrosive effects and can actually absorb um some of them with that there doesn't seem to be anything more to search you've done what zebulon asked of you chapel is clear, you know, save for the piles of gore and, and bodies. It doesn't take long to make your way back through the catacombs, up the rope you left into that loading dock-type room. The cool, crisp air of the starless sky is a welcome relief. You take a few deep breaths, enjoying that you no longer are overwhelmed by the smell of fetid, rotting meat. You are starting to get the hang of guessing the time in the perpetual darkness of Saramore. It is probably evening. Outside the veil, purple light is stealing across the land, lengthening shadows as it goes. Here, a low fog is beginning to roll across the plains and into town. Not so long ago, it probably would have unnerved you a little to be standing in the yard of an abandoned church filled with mutilated bodies while a fog rolled into the ghost town around you. Now, though, maybe you don't even notice. What you do notice, however, is a figure walking slowly in the fog. It is humanoid. It approaches in an unhurried, unworried manner. It stops just outside the churchyard. Just enough fog clings to it to keep you from being able to make out any details or features. Then another figure appears in the fog near the first, also slowly walking, making no attempt to hide. It walks up about as far as the first and stops just far enough away to stay obscured. Then another appears and another, and another, and another. All humanoid figures walking slowly until they form a ring at the edge of the churchyard. They appear to have you surrounded. I pull my gun and just kind of crack my neck, and I'm like, well, what's happening here, guys? 
thank you for joining in our wild endeavors. And thank you to Kevin McLeod for the great music. This marks the end of season two, and with it we hearken the beginning of the third and final season of the Shadows Campaign. Over the next couple of months, the Companion's fates will be sealed, and as Then and Leandros have demonstrated, survival is not guaranteed. I do want to draw a little extra attention to the lovely magical items the party found in this episode, because with the exception of Hans's gauntlets, not a single item was written down by our players. <laughs> so this will be the first and last time they'll appear in the show. Though you may catch a few post-credit outtakes where I give them shit for losing the items. If you're excited for what's ahead, have been enjoying our adventure so far, or just feel like chatting, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Wild Endeavors on Twitter and Instagram. Of course, subscribing and rating us on iTunes is a huge help in bringing new ears to our adventures, and the reviews we've gotten have meant the world to us. But more importantly, if you're enjoying this endeavor, please tell a friend. A good adventure is even better when shared with someone. And, after all, it's dangerous to go alone. Character's dying, but I really don't like your character, so I'm glad he's dying at the same time. He's dying a hero. You've got four <laughs> armor, right? Yeah. Four armor. Okay. Uh, then you are going to take two damage. Oh. Oh. Bullshit. Um, Called bullshit. <laughs> I'm hanging on by oh. a literal thread. Shit. Um. Oh boy. No, actually. <laughs> you gave me hope. I know. And, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. Because what happened is I rolled a three. And it has three piercing. Which means it would bypass all but one of your armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot it gets a plus three to its damage. <laughs> so... Funny story, I remembered because Devin called bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Alright, can we definitively say he's dead? He yeah, is he's definitively dead. dead. Okay, so I'm gonna say something. Yeah, Fuck you can. Okay. <laughs> um, Leandros wasn't being nice to you guys, <laughs> he was trying to manipulate you. No you know. shit. <laughs> Um, what? because Sirik gave him another task to do, <laughs> and one of the tasks was, uh, I was gonna make Quintus kill an innocent person. Oh. Yes. Man, my bond just changed for you, <laughs> Oh, it was gonna be so good. <laughs> And we weren't going to tell you until the end of the story, too. <laughs> like, Thomas came to the, came up with this idea. Um, I'm sitting in the public parking lot. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I have this idea. I'm like, go on. He goes, 
is going to want you to do something. Um, I'm like, all right. Um, he goes, he's going to want you to have Quintus kill an innocent person. And I was like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, I have an idea. I was like, okay. He's like, uh, what you can do is you can uh, ritually cast um, a, a, a spell to make two people look like the Glass Brothers. And what I was oh, going to do is, is say that I was casting <laughs> a, a spell to locate them. And instead I was oh, making two people look like the Glass Brothers. That's some cruel stuff there. Man. <laughs> so my question is, though, if I had done that, would you have killed them on sight? Oh, yeah, I think you would have. Yeah, uh, probably. I mean, killed one <laughs> question the other. That would have been two down and three to go. Actually, I think it would have depended on the situation. If I saw them from a distance, yes, probably. But if I like had to engage with that per- them, that said person, like if I was with them in like, parlay distance, I guess you could say, I probably would have said something. And that would have maybe decided the factor. I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that that didn't happen. Then. <laughs> I think it would have I been think, a very interesting. It would have been a very interesting conversation. <laughs> it also would have been very interesting if it had failed. So, um, yeah. yes, okay. It so, 